0: Something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. Is there going to be a wedding here on this edition of Locked On Balls? Not quite, but we're going to use that old wedding cliché and talk about Tennessee football and four players to be on the lookout for as camp begins on Sunday. What's up everybody? It's Fridays Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up everybody and welcome into it. This is your Friday edition of Locked On Vols. Thanks so much for making Locked On Vols as always your first listen, your first watch on YouTube. Subscribe and follow us there and of course wherever you find your podcast. Can't thank you enough for finishing off your work week or getting your weekend start with us here on Locked On Vols and of course, you can find this at underscore Caner and at locked on, on Twitter. I do radio in Knoxville, Tennessee. You probably hear me on the starting lineup at 99.1 The Sports Animal in the mornings from 6 to 9. I also write for the Tennessee Rival site. That is VolQuest.com. And, of course, I am your host of Valls. Any high school football fans in the area? Rivalry Thursday is going to get going here in a few weeks. You'll see me on the sidelines on that television broadcast as well. So, as I said in the cold open, we're going to a wedding. Eh, not, not really, but we're going to talk about four players, a player for something old, pretty much a veteran, someone new, a rookie or a freshman, someone borrowed, which could be a transfer, and then someone blue, which is coming off an injury and what these four players, what I project and what Tennessee needs these four players to do for uh, the volunteer program. Of course, I'm going to mention many, many names You know, throughout each little section that we're going to do here. We're going to do something old here in segment one, something new, someone borrowed, um, in segment two, and then someone blue in segment four. Going to mention many different names that kind of come into this grouping, but we're gonna we're gonna pick together one that we need to step out and kind of shine above the rest of the field, if you will. So uh, buckle up! It's uh I, and I've got to give Max Moody. Max Moody is a locked on uh, Seminoles co-host, um, and this was his idea, and I absolutely love it. Um, a little, uh, a little corny, but uh, it gets the point across in, in discussing uh, some different player personnel on your team. So shout out Max Moody. Uh, any Seminoles fans listening to this episode, which I'm sure you're not. If you are, though, give them a follow and check out Locked on Seminoles. Okay, let's go ahead and start it off with someone old or something old, right? Someone old, a veteran. There are many veterans that need to step up for Tennessee this year. Think of a couple of veterans last year that really you know, took to the plunge, that stepped up and performed in, in big, big ways. Obviously, Cedric Tillman comes to mind. Valus Jones comes to mind. Theo Jackson comes to mind. Darnell Wright was a guy last year that would be in this category that kind of blossomed into the player that we all thought that, you know, that he could be. Right? Someone old. So, what about this year? And saying all that, a couple of veterans that come to mind to me, they kind of stick out. And they need to take a step. They need to play and perform better. For Tennessee to take a step, both either offensively or defensively, but more or less as a team in 2022. Uh, One of those players, Tyler Barron. Tyler Barron has unbelievable talent. Um, I think, and I've mentioned this a couple times, You know, he weighs about 270 pounds. Putting his hand on the dirt, playing that five technique where Jaquan Blakely played last year and and the year before that, I think that's going to help uh Jaquan or excuse me Tyler Barron kind of be on the field a little bit more potentially um durability is an issue he's got to play more snaps he has got to play more snaps so I like Tyler Barron in this conversation as well two safeties that always come to mind much like Theo Jackson from last year Trayvon Flowers Jalen McCullough these two guys are a little bit different because and here's the thing I mean I'm guilty of it as well I mean People gave up on Theo Jackson. I gave up on Theo Jackson. I thought Theo Jackson could be a nice little returner. I thought he could be a nice a little death piece there, but I had no clue that he was going to play the star position and play it well. Um, so these guys haven't been given up on because they're going to play, but they've got to play better. I mean, they have got to play better. They were, quite frankly, they were so bad last year at certain points in the season. So Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough, can you take a step as someone old to, to you know, to, be better for this football team. Another name that comes to mind, he kind of can fit into a number of different categories, but Juwan Mitchell. um, He'll also be brought up in someone blue because obviously coming off an injury, but Juwan Mitchell, a veteran, he used to be a transfer, but now he's been here year number two in the program. Can you get anything out of the former leading tackler for the Texas Longhorns from the 2020 season? Can you get anything there? Because if you can, that linebacker room goes from three players playing over 1,800 snaps. Yes, three players Jeremy Banks, Solon Page, Aaron Beasley played over 1,800 snaps for Tennessee's defense last year. If Juwan Mitchell can just give you something, right, just give you something, then you feel good about that. But here's the player I'm going to go with. Those are all worthy candidates. And I'm sure there are some that I'm forgetting and I'm leaving off here. And you guys feel free to fill out the comment sections for any of these and and, and who you would go for this category or if I'm forgetting anybody. Give me Jalen Hyatt. It's got to be Jalen Hyatt unbelievable potential, one of the best high school football players ever to come out of the state of South Carolina. Uh, Three-time state champion, I believe, two-time state champion, MVP, highly regarded four-star anywhere you look, Um, burst on the scene as kind of a deep threat in 2020. That offense was really, really, quite frankly, was piss poor. Um, But he was a bright spot as a true freshman, scored a touchdown against Alabama, scored a touchdown against Vanderbilt. Um, There was big – expectations for Jalen Hyatt's uh, with this Josh Heupel offense. But as we've talked on in this podcast and in, in other areas, you know, he has mentioned and he's admitted that, Hey, my mind wasn't right. I was not bought in. I was not ready to go. I was complacent. I was not working hard. And then ultimately my spot on this offense got taken up and I was just the fourth man, and he said that he continued to work and work and work. And he learned from Bayless Jones and, and watched and learned and learned. And as soon as the Music City Bowl was over and they got back to campus, he was hitting the weight room. And, you know, you could see that during spring because he gained 20 pounds and he was looking, you know, pretty good. And so with that rejuvenated mindset to go along with that God-given ability, you hope that Jalen Hyatt can be, you know, it's going to be hard to duplicate what Bayless Jones did last year. I mean, it really, 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 really will be. I mean, he was a he was a fantastic player. But can you be the Batman? Excuse me. Can you be the Robin to the Batman of Cedric Tillman? Can you take some eyeballs off of Cedric, Cedric Tillman when you line up in that slot next to him? So that's who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Jalen Hyatt. I think Jalen Hyatt has unbelievable potential. I think Jalen um the sky's the limit for him, and I think the staff really needs Jalen Hyatt to step up because it's so good that you have Cedric Tillman coming back. It's so good that you have a solidified option because that's more than Tennessee had at this point last year. I mean, you have one of the best receivers in the country coming back playing on the outside. That's good, but you've got to have a running mate. you got to have two running mates. The reason why those three worked so well uh, together last year is because Javante Payton can find the end zone on any snap. Bayless Jones took eyeballs off Cedric Tillman, and Cedric Tillman was able to blossom, so... My vote for something old or someone old, a veteran on this team that needs to step up, the Tennessee needs to get every little bit out of them, is going to be Jalen Hyatt. What say you? Again, my 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 finalists, if you will, or if, if you uh yeah, if you will, will be Tyler Barron, Trayvon Flowers, Jalen McCullough, Juwan Mitchell. I'm gonna go with Jalen Hyatt. What say you? Coming up next, we'll talk about something new, something borrowed, someone new, something borrowed. Coming up next year on Locked on Balls, but BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and information, events, all at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find the reviews uh, and news of every single league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you all covered at BetOnline.net. So head on over to BetOnline.net today and use your mobile device to learn about all the latest trends and all the action happening right now. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. We continue on with our wedding-themed Friday edition of Locked On Balls. We just went over something old, someone old—a veteran. Now something new and something borrowed, someone new, something borrowed. Uh, we'll start with someone new. This is going to be a freshman, a rookie, someone new to the program. When you think about these, uh, this freshman stepping in for the class of twenty twenty-two. Uh, now you know, stepping up a couple of those guys were here for. Uh, The January, you know, spring new semester, and they went through uh, spring practice and all that. A couple players did step out, but I mean, I don't think we're going to have to dig deep here to find which player needs to step up and and play a vital role for Tennessee this year. It's got to be Justin Williams-Thomas. That is my answer right there. Uh, The other finalists I have would be Squirrel White on offense. Uh, Much like Jalen Hyatt, he was weighing not what he needed to be weighing to play receiver in the Southeastern Conference. He was weighing like 150 uh, in spring, I think he's gotten up to at least 160, and he's got to continue to uh, gain some weight here. But they liked what they saw in Squirrel White in spring. And he could be a package-type guy, potentially. He's really, really fast. James Pierce and Joshua Josephs, the two edge rushers, could probably work themselves into getting into some pass rushing situations, maybe NASCAR packages, stuff like that. Maybe, you know, backing up Roman Harrison, of course, Byron Young at that Leo spot. But it's got to be Justin Williams-Thomas. Why? And we'll talk about this more as the the episode goes on in, seg- in segment three. But Jabari Small, there's durability issues there. I like Jabari Small. I think he's a pretty good back. I think that he is uh, he runs hard. He falls forward. He's not the fastest. He's certainly not the biggest. He's not the toughest. But he is uh, he's a good little back, and he's a back that I want on my team. But durability is an issue for guys like Jabari Small. You've got to have a running mate there. You've got to have a couple running mates there. Jalen Wright is a guy that's gained some weight over the summer, and he's looked pretty pretty good. Um, but Justin Williams Thomas has that God-given ability. He's a bigger guy. He's weighing over 200 pounds. He's about, you know, five foot eleven, maybe six foot, about 205 between 205-210. He's a bigger type back that can take those hits, and he's just as fast. And he's a guy that I think is going to be a star at this level. I truly believe that. Remember, he was a West Virginia commit, flipped to Tennessee, or committed to Tennessee, and then Tennessee had to hold off Auburn there. Actually, I'm not sure if he even. Committed to Tennessee, I just think that he decommitted and then signed with Tennessee. But nonetheless, it was Tennessee's to lose. Auburn came pushing there towards him, the but Tennessee was able to hold off and and, and win that one, that battle there on uh, on early national signing day. So, Justin Williams Thomas absolutely is going to be my you know someone new of the freshman class that's that Tennessee's going to have to count on because you're relatively thin at that position. Okay, I mentioned you got Jabari Small, you got Jalen Wright, Justin Williams Thomas, you got um. Uh, Dylan Sampson, another freshman running back that will, you know, add some depth there. Then you got Lenith Whitehead. You got five guys, and you might be sitting there saying, well, five? I mean, that's plenty, right? That's plenty of running backs. Not necessarily, right? Because a couple of those guys will play special teams. Um, You'll need two to three to play in every single game, and you get one injury here, one injury here. You're in a world of hurt. Remember a couple times last year, Tennessee played a walk on for limited snaps at the running back position because they didn't have anybody else. So, Justin Williams-Thomas has got to step up and take a lot of that burden off of Jabari Smith, uh, Jabari Small, excuse me, and he's in order to do that, he's got to get tougher inside the box. Pass protection was horrible for him in spring practice, and, and that's okay. It's brand new. Everything's going a million miles an hour. Bullets are flying everywhere. It's going to take time. Really, every running back needs to get better at pass protection. Leneeth Whitehead's probably the best one in terms of pass protection because, well, he's he's a physical guy and he played linebacker. Um Jabari Small, that's he's not a very good pass protector. Um Jalen Wright was not last year. Justin Williams Thomas certainly was not uh during spring practice. So those guys have got to get better pass protection and maybe a way for Justin Williams Thomas to see the field even sooner, because he's gonna see it, he will, but to maybe even get on the field even quicker and taking snaps would be to improve his pass blocking. But for Tennessee to be where they want to be, Justin Williams-Thomas has got to play significant snaps in the backfield for the Volunteers. So someone new, a rookie, a uh, a, a true freshman, Justin Williams-Thomas is my answer over Squirrel White, James Pierce, and Joshua Josephs. What about something borrowed? Someone borrowed. A transfer, right? There are four transfers that need to step up and play a big role for the University of Tennessee this year. Gerald Mency very well could be your starting left tackle. Remember the reserve offensive lineman from Florida. Um Andre Turantine could could start somewhere. Safety star cornerback. I don't know. Uh, same with Wesley Walker from Georgia Tech. Safety star cornerback. I don't know. More he's more of a safety and a star. But as we talked about with the secondary and, and kind of figuring out who's going to play where and what and is there going to be true competition there or are there just going to be guys? I mean it's good to have guys. It's good to have numbers. But can you get some true competition back there to push those safeties, Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough? That's what you need. So, Turrentine's going to be a big camp for him. Wesley Walker going to be a big camp for him. Gerald Mincy going to be fighting for that starting left tackle spot. But obviously, the transfer, someone borrowed that I'm going with, and that I'm sure you are as well, it's got to be R- Bru McCoy. Number one, can Bru McCoy get eligible? There's still another hurdle to pass, according to Josh Heupel at SEC Football Media Days. In talks I've had, it's not a big hurdle. Um, everyone's confident that it's going to get done, but it's yet to get done yet. So, again, as you continue to move closer to kickoff, it's like, well, that needs to get done. That becomes more and more and more of a priority. But Brew McCoy, it's got to be him because much like some of the reasons we talked about Jalen Hyatt, you've got to take eyeballs off Cedric Tillman. A reason why Cedric Tillman was so successful last year is because you had Javante Payton over there on the other side that could go and get it. He had 18 receptions last year six of his 18 receptions were for touchdowns. That was Javante Payton, And they would throw it to him the first series of the game, and they wouldn't throw it to him at all. I don't get that. But nonetheless, you've got to have a running mate on the other side. He's big, tall, physical. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. And then something for him as well, he's just got a lot to prove, right? Going to USC, transferring to Texas, coming back to USC, sending out a year. I mean, all he has on his stat sheet is... Minimal action in the 2020 season when he had NFL talent playing in front of him, but still, he has a whole lot to prove, not only for himself, but for the fan base. And everybody's saying, Oh, we got a five star. Oh, Tennessee got a five star. That was years ago, and he hasn't really seen the field in quite some time. So he's got a whole lot to prove. But I do think the talent is there. And I do think uh, that when he is playing up to his potential and, you know, his God given ability and, and using that strength and that speed and that, you know, catch radius and all that. He would be a really, really good outside option. That's why Tennessee went and got him. He could be a really, really good outside option out there for a hidden hooker. So, out of Gerald Mincy, who very well could be your starting left tackle, we'll have to see. Out of Andre Turrentine and Wesley Walker, who very could you know play a role into the secondary for you. I'm going to go with Bruce McCoy, the wide receiver, because I think it is that critical that you have to have a threat on the other side. You have to have a threat. On the other side, to take eyeballs off of Cedric Tillman, and of course, uh, take eyeballs off Jalen Hyatt in the slot. So for Hindenhooker Hooker to get where he wants to go, he's got to you know have when he's you know sitting back there in the pocket and and, and looking around, going for read one to read two to read three. He's got to have guys be able to get up and get open. He's got to have guys that can you know get a lot of yak yards after the catch. He's got to have guys that can help him out in doing what he wants to do. And Broome McCoy can certainly do that. Anybody else got? Are there anybody else that I'm forgetting right here? I mean. Tennessee didn't take that many transfers this year, but those are four big ones that they took. that said, okay, well, I think that they can make impacts on this team. If they come in, they play well, they earn spots in camp, and at least give you some depth. Some of these guys could start. Brew McCoy will definitely start if he is, um, you know, w- whenever he's deemed eligible, which, you know, again, sh- everybody believes it's going to be uh, just a matter of um, when, not if, but as of right now at the time of this recording, it's not happened yet. So Brew McCoy, Gerald Mincy, Andre Turntime, Wesley Walker – I'm going with Brew McCoy for my someone borrowed, meaning a transfer in this little hypothetical wedding here on Locked On Vaults Friday edition. So what say you, anybody that I'm missing, we went over here in this, uh, in this uh, segment, someone new, a freshman, Justin Williams, Thomas, someone borrowed a transfer. I'm going with Brew McCoy. Last segment, we did someone old. I'm going with Jalen Hyatt coming up in segment three. We've got someone blue, someone coming off an injury that needs to play a big role, bounce back, and play a big spot for Tennessee here in the season of 2022. That all that and more coming up next here when Locked On returns. Just a couple of minutes left here on this Friday edition of Locked On Welcome back into it. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Of course, you can always find this podcast on Twitter at underscore kaner and at Locked On And uh, please, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, locked on Arkansas, who's been at it a little bit longer than us, but still locked on Arkansas. They got to 3,000 YouTube subscribers yesterday. We need to catch up, and we need to put Arkansas in his place. So congrats to him. But, hey, uh, we're a little ways away from 3K, but once we get to 3K, I know we'll shoot up to 5K because that'll be football season. That's kind of my line of thinking. Before 2023, we need 5,000 YouTube subscribers, and I believe that we can get that done. So, if you haven't already, and you listen on YouTube, and even if you don't, just help a brother out. Go subscribe to it on YouTube. That is at Locked On Balls. All right. So we done someone old, someone new, someone borrowed. Now someone blue, someone coming off an injury. Okay. There are several guys. I mean, football is a contact sport. There's guys in and out of lineup. There's guys taking off practice here and there. But I'm trying to think guys who took who missed significant time. Uh, from Tennessee's lineups in uh, 2021. Jabari Small is not a guy that missed significant time. He missed a game here or there, but he was limited in his touches. He could be in this category. Jabari Small. Latrell Bumpfus, a guy that pretty much redshirted last year, played the first couple of games, and then you know couldn't go anymore. And, you know, it's... It's unfortunate because that's been pretty much the synopsis of his career. He's been hurt so much. I believe this is his sixth year on the program, and he has been hurt probably all six of those, or at least five of the six. And then Juwan Mitchell. I mentioned earlier he could go into the someone old that needs to step up. Uh, Juwan Mitchell is a guy that Tennessee needs to step up and, of course, played the first couple of games of last year and then you know was out with a shoulder injury, and Tennessee was in a world of hurt at that linebacker position. But the guy I'm going to go with, is Christian Charles. Why? Well, you guys know I'm very high on Christian Charles. In fact, Christian Charles started at safety when Tennessee was in Missouri last year. Came down with a knee injury, just a couple plays in that game, and then ultimately you didn't see much from him the the rest of the way. Missed. I want to say he came back for the last couple games of the season, but he didn't play much. But he missed pretty much the duration of the season. The entire midway point of the season, probably five, six games. But Christian Charles, I believe, is a guy that would have pushed Jalen McCullough. He would have pushed... Uh, Trayvon Flowers, He would have pushed those safeties to where if you're not playing better, you're going to get out and Christian Charles is going to go in. And this staff loves him. Jeremy Pruitt recruited him. He was a high school quarterback. Jeremy Pruitt loved to find athletes who played quarterback, played receiver, played running back, guys who had the balls in their hand, the ball in their hand, and then put him in the defensive backfield. Well, Jeremy Pruitt was also a defensive backs coach, so it makes a whole lot of sense. But uh, nonetheless, Christian Charles is one of those guys. This staff loves him. Tim Banks and uh, Willie Martinez love them some Christian Charles. And I've said this a million times. I have no clue where Christian Charles is going to play. In spring, he was taking snaps at cornerback because Tennessee had no corners, right? Had, Tennessee had two safe, two healthy safeties and Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough. They were there in spring, but they had Desmond Williams and nobody else to play cornerback. Everybody was hurt or everybody was having off-season surgery or whatever the case may be. I don't know where Christian Charles is going to play. All those guys talked like he could and that, you know, cornerback was his home position. But would Christian Charles be able to play over Kamal Haddon and Warren Burrell, Brandon Turnage consistently? I don't know. Will Brandon Turnage be playing somewhere else? I don't know. Could Kamal Haddon be kind of a rotating guy, play corner here when you need him, play star here, play safety here, and, you know, total 25 to 30 snaps a game? I don't know. Probably that's not the most likely scenario, but it's nice to have a guy that's a Swiss Army knife on your roster back there. Ultimately, you want him to settle in somewhere, and maybe safety will be where he settles in once these two veterans leave, I don't know, or when they're not playing. But Christian Charles, you've got to have that option, because Tennessee had no option there last year. you got to have a guy that's good enough, that can push, 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 and get everything you can possibly get out of those guys that are playing above him. So Christian Charles is my someone blue, someone that, you know, needs to come back from injury and needs to stay healthy and needs to give Tennessee a much-needed boost at his position. You know, Jabari Small is the same way. Again, I mentioned he was kind of durability is an issue day-to-day a little bit, missing games here, dressing out but not playing, that shoulder injury. You hope that's not something that lingers with him the entire career. He's had months and months and months arrested. He didn't do pretty much anything in spring. Jabari Small can be in this conversation. We mentioned Latrell Bumpus. And, I mean, defensive line is a rotational position. In 2019, Bumpus had a really good year. But, you know, gone are the days where he's going to play, you know, 30 to 40 snaps a game, right? I mean, he will not be Matthew Butler, in my opinion. But can he be a guy that can give you 20 snaps a game, 15 to 20? Can he rotate in? You know, we'll see. And, And if he can stay healthy, can he give you some impact play? You know, we'll see. Tennessee needs that On the defensive line, of course, as I mentioned, Jawan Mitchell, over 1,800 snaps, over 1,800 snaps for Jeremy Banks, Solon Page, and Aaron Beasley last year. Can Jawan Mitchell stay healthy and take a bite out of that? Can Elijah Herring come along? Elijah Herring, that could be another name for for someone new, uh, a talented rookie, a freshman. Can he come along and take a bite out of that? We will see. But I'm going to go with Christian Charles because I think that if he was healthy last year, he would have been playing defense for Tennessee. That'll do it. What did you think of my little exercise here? Shout out again, Max Moody, for uh, for bringing this idea. I just kind of ran with it. As camp starts on Sunday, I thought we do the old wedding adage here. Someone old, Jalen Hyatt. Someone new, Justin Williams-Thomas. Someone borrowed, Brew McCoy. Someone blue, Christian Charles, as four players that need to step up and play a big role for Tennessee in 2022. What say you? Did I leave anyone out? Did I make the wrong call for any of these Fill up those YouTube comment sections, tweet at me at underscore Kaner, and of course, at Falls. Those DMs are open as always. Guys, thank you so much. We have camp starting on Sunday. Camp is starting on Sunday. I hope to bring you tons of audio and video coverage of Media Day. We'll hear from Josh Hypel, Alex Golish, Tim Banks. We'll hear from select players. So it should be a big day on, uh, on Monday, and of course, or Sunday, and of course, practice will begin on Monday. Looky there, we're in fall camp time. Way to get through the uh, the slow period of spring and summer. Congratulations, everybody. It is almost football time in Tennessee. So thank you so much, as always, for making Locked On Vols your first listen. Check out Locked On SEC. Chris Gording, continuing to post those interviews from SEC Football Media Days. So many great interviews. Make that your second listen, Locked On SEC, behind your first listen which is locked on balls each and every day. Guys, thank you so much. Really enjoy it. Write me five stars on uh, on Apple Podcasts, leave me a positive review, but more importantly, subscribe wherever you find your podcast and that includes YouTube as well. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe and we'll do it again on Monday, everybody.